Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi, and welcome to episode 13 of the Recruiting Future podcast. One of the biggest issues I'm seeing at the moment in in-house recruitment is a shortage of resources. Most recruitment markets are now candidate-led, and more and more employers are increasing their hiring activity. This is not necessarily being backed up with increased budgets and headcount for recruitment, and many in-house teams are finding themselves having to do more with less. My guest for this week's interview is HR technology expert Peter Gold. Peter is just about to publish an ebook on recruitment hacking, something he feels will help recruiters maximize the resources they have to be more effective. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. Uh, this week's guest is Peter Gold. Um, Peter, actually, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, sort of tell us, you know, what you what you do and why you do it? Yeah, hi Matt. Happy to do that. Um, yeah, so what do I do? Um, so I've spent, as you probably know, many years in recruitment before I got involved in recruitment technology. And um, I built a recruitment um, system back in 1999, which is now known as an ATS. Um, I then started working with large employers from 2003 onwards on their recruitment strategy and you know, helping them move from it all being paper-based and relying purely on recruitment agencies to being more online. I also worked with many technology vendors during that time because I was you know, working with the employers. I was um, seeing lots of technology vendors present to it because I was actually buying the technology with the client and implementing the project. And everybody was a leading technology vendor. Everybody was the market Of course, leader, of course, yes, absolutely. It was, it was interesting. And, of course, nobody could ever give any evidence what made them the leader, but they were all leaders. So as part of that, <laughs> that kind of journey, I started getting contacted by the vendors and saying, you know, could I work with them and could I kind of advise them on their sales and marketing? Because, you know, when I was um, running the projects for the clients, I was always um, quite derogatory about the fact that they all claimed to be leaders and nobody could actually back it up. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I worked with the, a lot of the vendors over the years as well. Um, but now I, I focus primarily on working with um, smaller technology vendors on helping them get their sales and marketing strategy right. 
also getting their product right for the market. So good product market fit. Okay. And is this, is this um, uh, exclusively HR tech or broader um, technology? It's not exclusively HR tech. I do work with some people outside HR tech, but my focus is primarily HR tech. So I, I don't go actively looking for people um, who works out, work outside the HR technology space. Okay. However, I have, I have got a client that um, has an um, anti-social behavior case management software. Wow. But I class is that even a thing? That's amazing. I, I, yeah. I class it as a CRM for bad people, <laughs> which which kind of puts it in context. At the end yeah. of the day, it's very similar to an ATS or a CRM. Um, but also, I'm, I'm a, a real one of my kind of biggest issues is that particularly you know, not not just vendors, but people don't understand the market they're selling to. They don't really understand the customer. They don't understand what keeps a customer awake at night. So. I one of my aims is to get to know my customer's customer better than they do. So okay. I also run something called the Tal- Global Talent Acquisition Directors Council for the Conference Board. So okay. I work with a number of global acquisition and global talent acquisition directors in a round table environment where they can talk to other like-minded people and you know debate the kind of challenges and issues they face. So that gives me a lot of really interesting insights into what the actual in-house recruitment people face day-to-day, what are their real challenges. Okay, that so makes quite a, sense. Quite a bit of a, a mix of things I do, really. Okay, fantastic. And the, 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 I suppose the topic for our conversation um, is uh, it, it's, it's sort of based on an ebook that you're working on at the moment or you've you, you, you probably finished by the time this, this goes out. Um, the topic of recruitment hacking. Um, d- tell us what recruitment hacking is. Okay. So recruitment hacking has kind of come from the concept of growth hacking, but I'll talk about recruitment hacking first. And the concept between recruitment hacking is really about how do recruiters get rid of the low-value tasks and activities that they do day in, day out, so okay. they can actually focus on what it is they really need to do that will make them successful, and which is typically, generally, making hires. Okay, that makes sense. And how, how how does that work? What's the um, how does it sort of hang together? What's what's your advice? What's is it technology? Is it a methodology? What what, what is it? Okay, well, if we if we kind of just talk about quickly, life hacking is where the kind of the, the concepts kind of starts, and life hacking is about okay. you know looking to get looking to identify tricks and shortcuts or whatever things that can help you be more productive and efficient in all walks of life. That's kind of where what life hacking is supposed to be. Yeah, and, and whereas growth hacking is a marketing technique, um, tip, traditionally developed by technology startup startups, and it's about mixing kind of tech and marketing together but being a bit more creative a bit more analytical you know utilizing social ultimately all these different things to be more efficient at selling your products online primarily and gaining more exposure so that's kind of what growth hacking is about and that was um, a term that came from Sean Ellis in 2010 who helped a number of well-known organizations you know grow with little or no marketing money um, so, say recruitment hacking is really about two things. It's about what technology is out there. Yep. How can you use it? Okay. To save time and automate more. Okay. Um, and it's not really about one of the key issues that recruiters today. It's not about learning how to source. Okay. Yes, because I think a lot of uh, 
um, advice to recruiters and, and technology advice to recruiters appears to be kind of on that on that topic um, at the moment. So 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 not that. Yeah, it's not learning how to source. I mean, the, talking about the ebook, the ebook um, has will be launched any day now, and that's in conjunction with Cornerstone. Okay, uh, and we had a webinar. Um, We've had a webinar recently about it, and we're going into more detail on a second webinar. Because, as I say, it's really about how do you, you know, get, get more time to do the things you need to do. Okay. Really, well, the, kind of the background to it is that 2015 is a candidate-led market. Now, some people say 2014 is a candidate-led market. Whether it's, you know, last year, this year, whatever, the market is very much candidate-led. Yes, and agreed. A lot of recruiters, this will be their first experience of being in a candidate-led market. Yep, also, the, the also agreed. Yep, yep. Because probably for the last seven years, it's not been candidate-led. So, you know, first of all, they've got to start thinking about how they work. And you know, the old screening and workflowing of candidates is out. You know, and sourcing is in, yep. and conversion skills are in. Okay. So, and a lot of the, the kind of growth hacking techniques transfer nicely to recruitment. And the thing about conversion is... If you've already, you are, if you're getting traffic to your site, and we know, and I know, and lots of other people know from from evidence and experience that you're getting probably seventy to ninety percent drop off rate from somebody viewing a job to actually finishing an application. Yeah, no, it's uh, it tends to be absolutely enormous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but so actually, as a recruiter, you may not have the time to learn how to source, and it, it's not an easy thing to learn how to source. Um, but you've got the traffic, so you're actually better off trying to focus on how do you convert those candidates to actually turning to applicants. Um, okay. And, and the first rule from a recruitment hacking point of view, the first rule is to cheat. Okay, interesting. Um, Which recruiters shouldn't have a problem with anyway. <laughs> so what do you mean by cheat in this context? Okay. So cheat is, first of all, Get referrals, but focus on referrals. Don't just think, oh, yeah, we've got a referral program in place, so we already do referrals. You know, look at people like Dropbox who've grown their business on the base of referrals. You really need to focus on referrals and keep on testing it and keep on looking to improve it. And, you know, be a little bit cheeky. You know, rather than give a couple of hundred quid or 500 quid as a referral bonus, offer somebody an iWatch. Yes. An iWatch is probably something. If I don't know if they're an iWatch or an Apple Watch, I'm not really sure what you're allowed to call them. I don't know what the official. It's actually, term is it's actually the official term is actually Apple Watch. Um, yes, it's an Apple Watch. I, I know you're not um, either a fan or familiar with Apple product products, but it's um, yes, it's Apple Watch apparently. Apparently, okay. So an Apple Watch. So apparently, a lot of people would probably rather have an Apple Watch than maybe three or four hundred pounds for referring somebody. So think creatively and, and cheat your way to getting more referrals. But also use third party sources to do the donkey work as well. You know, get them to do the hard work. That's that's a skill they have. And actually you know, for you to become a sourcer overnight is not going to happen. So actually utilize those people and automate as much as you can you know job okay. posting is something we've had automated for years in recruitment yeah. if you've got self-service functionality in your ats use it you know interview scheduling that kind of thing um but also if you're being more analytical and you're actually measuring your job board performance and you're finding that job ads actually aren't working these days you've got the budget steal the budget and use it for something that might work okay okay so that's the kind of first thing about you know um yeah cheating okay 
So, so it's kind of sort of maximizing what you already have. So everyone, well, not everyone, but lots of people have traffic and it's, you know, how do you make the most out of that? How do you make the most out of, um, you know, the networks of people that you're already dealing with? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and then, but then you've got to start thinking like a growth hacker and, and you've got to think registration, not application. Okay. Because, you know, if you look at a lot of the um, application forms, they're either very long or they're 20 pages yeah, or maybe only 10 pages. But your first priority is to get that candidate to at least register. Yes. So you need to think about getting a faster application process. Okay. But also, you've got, to be, you've got to think about lots of unique landing pages or campaign pages. Yes. Um, yes. Agreed. You know, campaign pages are key and you make that message very specific. Okay. Uh, because you keep segmenting your message. Because if you're looking for retail buyers, not all retail buyers are, re- are the same. You've got junior buyers, senior buyers, fashion buyers, you know, hard goods buyers. So, again, you've got to really be prepared to test things yeah. and yeah. assume nothing and test everything. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with um, still think that – the best way of filtering is having a very long application form and they're not giving, they're not giving, you know, they complain they have too many applications, but they're not giving the candidates enough information to filter themselves out or to, or targeting them in, in, in a, in a very precise way like you describe. And I think it's a, um, it's a very common problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and growth hackers call it split the ask. <laughs> oh, okay. So oh, there's actually, there's the actually a word, the word for it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was a phrase. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like, but also things like using um, LinkedIn or Facebook advertising. If you've got an advert, a job advert, and you've got a job title, I see a lot of big organizations, they have internal job titles that they try and push outside that mean nothing. Yeah, completely. Or they mean something completely. different. Yes. So, but you can test your ads. So, again, LinkedIn advertising is not necessarily designed for this, but you can run a couple of LinkedIn adverts. Same text, same image, different headline. And because the click-through rates of social advertising are quite low, you know, yeah. 1% is considered good. Okay. The beauty of that is that you need to get 1,000 people, let's say, to even see your advert just to get 100 clicks. Yes. But in those 100 clicks, you might get 70 people click on advert one and only 30 people click on advert two. Yeah. So potentially, potentially 20, within 24 hours and for the sake of 100 or 150 pounds, you've got some quick market testing to say, actually, yeah. the job advert title that we should probably use this 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 one is resonating with people better yeah yeah no i get that that's that's really interesting i think it's interesting utilizing the fact that not many people click through therefore you're you're potentially reaching a very large audience to you know to to kind of persuade them to do that okay cool yeah and then then you can also then say okay well now we know the kind of phrase that the candidate that particular target market candidate is interested in you can then use for example some of the social analytics tools to say well well who is talking about this particular phrase and where, or okay. even you know become a you know a content marketer and actually publish some posts on LinkedIn with those right kind of headline titles in the posts because you've actually used the advertising to test what people are actually interested in. Totally, That's the kind of thing that you need. To okay, are there any um, what analytics tools would you recommend for actually um, you know doing that doing that research to find out you know where where those sort of things are being discussed? 
You know when you're on a live webinar or a live <laughs> podcast and somebody asks you a question and the answer to the question goes out of your head for some reason? <laughs> that yes. just happened to me. And the, the, the tool I was going to tell you about, yeah. I can't think of the name, but it's something, it's Sumo or something. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, it's, find out um, what it is. Do you know it? Yes, I do. It's Sumo something. Um, That's it. Sumo something dot com, I think, isn't it? Or is it maybe, I can't, I fact, can't no, remember. If it's modern, it'll be sumo something dot io now. So, uh, if we can't remember exactly what it's called, I will put it in the I will put it in the podcast uh, show notes so people can click through. But I I know exactly the tool that you mean. And it's yeah. um yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. At, but also things that. like um, Hootsuite will also help with um yeah that kind of thing as well. So. There are various tools, but that's that. Or, or you can even just literally use good old Google and, and, and search the phrase and see what kind of stuff's going on. Or even search Twitter again to actually see it and hashtag it and all those kind of things. But there is a particular one with a, an unknown name that you and I can... An unknown name containing the word Sumo somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. absolutely. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll find it out and, uh, and let people know. Okay, cool. So um, and what's the what's the kind of next stage or what's the next um, you know piece of piece of advice that you would give? So okay, so the so the big thing with anything new is time, and I mean you know for years we've as many of us been saying you need to do this, you need to do that, and there's so much information and so much advice and so much opinion on what recruiters should be doing to get better at their job. Um, but one thing we don't always tend to think about is the fact they've got no damn time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. part of recruitment hacking for me is about how do you get more time? Okay. And according to McKinsey, we spend a third of our week managing email. Yep. Now, so therefore, you know, if you can get rid of email to a certain extent, then obviously that will help tremendously. And the other thing about, you know, email is that if you are trying to multitask too much, yeah. Um, again, it actually takes more effort to multitask and keep swipping, swapping from job to job yes. than it does to actually focus. Okay. Um, so it's about you know time, and you know, one of the kind of things I've read recently is you know if you try and concentrate on a task, yet you'd know there's an email in your inbox, it can actually reduce your effective IQ by ten points. Wow. Now, I know I can't afford to reduce my IQ by 10 points. So I, I try to have as little email in there as possible. Okay. Um, okay. But also, you know, this whole kind of digital um, self-gratification thing is, is a feel-good factor. So we've got these constant distractions from social, these constant distractions from email. And, you know, we kind of put something on Twitter or LinkedIn and we get a notification, somebody's commented, and we can't help ourselves but have a look. Yeah, and then that's, we that's have a look, and true. then we're kind of distracted, and then and then you know we're kind of thinking, oh, did somebody else comment? So we'll, we'll refresh the page and see has anybody else followed me today, or commented, or or sent me a message, and that's a constant distraction to us. Yeah. So the first thing is about you know getting rid of those distractions. But if we kind of look at email, there are so many tools now with email um, that can re- you know reduce the amount of stuff you have to deal with. So. In the kind of the, the ebook we've, we've put together, I go through a number of specific tools that I use to filter my email down. And I think I get something like two and a half thousand emails a week. Yeah, sounds about but right. Actually, it's crazy. Yeah. But actually, almost 2,000 of those now I don't have to deal with. Cool. 
and what what and sort of I then do deal yeah. with then get filtered even further. So I use a product called Sanebox as a start point. Sanebox, okay. Gmail and Outlook, okay. And it will filter your email, and it kind of automatically works out what's important, what's not important. Yep. Okay. And so therefore, you know, eighty percent of your email you get day in day out is is not that urgent. Yep. And doesn't need deal dealing with immediately. So just just by getting your inbox under control yeah you can save anywhere between five and ten hours a week okay that's interesting definitely interesting then when you've got more time you've actually got more time to actually do the things that you should be doing okay so actually look at those in in email tools but and there's a lot of investment going in by technology vendors to create systems and tools that make you more efficient so slack is one of the biggest ones out there yeah i love yeah. slack it's so um, i love slack great I mean, to use and, and i couldn't quite get my head around it at first but, but to me it's, it's very clear it's like anything internal should be on slack anything external is on email yes yeah and and the thing is first off people kind of think well i work for a big organization we wouldn't be allowed to use that take too long to get it signed off blah 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 the basic version's free yeah, yeah, you can just use it. You don't have yeah, exactly. to get permission to permission to do it, and it's um, you know, works right from your phone. Um, you know, very very easy to kind of get started with. And I think I think that kind of ease of getting started is why it's so popular and why it's now worth so much money. Exactly, and and the thing is, and recruiters can use it, and it's about this going. Okay, how's that going to save me time? How is it going to make messaging more efficient, particularly between the team? Well, there's there's one thing straight away. You probably find fifty percent of your emails internal anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just using things like G, you know, I use Gmail Meter and I use Rescue Times. So Gmail Meter and Rescue Times, many others, they'll tell you where all your emails coming from. They'll tell you how quickly you respond to email. Yeah. Um, I've now got the point now, and I appreciate not all in-house recruiters can do this, but I've got the point now where I don't open email till 11 o'clock. Okay. Um, because I actually found that I was responding to emails too quickly. And actually it does, yes, whereas most people were not, were not responding back necessarily that quickly. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So there's kind of like that kind of lag time. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's about um, yeah, getting rid of that distraction. You know, okay. If you've, got, if you've got Outlook switched off or you've got Gmail switched off, then you can focus on doing what you need to do. Okay. Um, just to um, just to interrupt and backtrack slightly, um, that tool is called BuzzSumo. That's the one. Um, I've just remembered. So B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O. Um, is and it, it is, .com, .io, or .co? Um, I don't know, um, but I'll, I'll put. Uh, your yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll put a. I'll put a link up to it. But it's um, um, it's a really great tool. I've not seen many people using it in the um, in the recruitment space yet. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a good recommendation. And again, you can use it. You can do some initial tests for free. Yeah, perfect, fantastic. Okay, so um, uh, I'll, what other parts are there to 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 this to this kind of approach? Well, it's then about saying, okay, what are the specific recruitment examples? You know, yep. so yeah, okay, you've 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 looked at where you can save some time. So it, it's simple stuff. You know, it's what is your attraction process? How are you automating that mostly for jobs? And then what does the interview process look like? You know, is your interview process aut- as automated as possible? You know, and and again, onboarding, getting you onboarding automated as well. And and one of the concerns is that. You know, in the webinar we did this week, somebody said, "Well, doesn't it, you know, make the the process very um, 
impersonal. And, and yes, it does. And, but the idea is to actually get rid of the low-value stuff so that you can actually talk to people. So this is not about not talking to people anymore. Right, okay. But it is about really looking at your process and breaking it back down, thinking like a growth hacker and understanding that we're in a candidate-led market. Yes. But, but, and, I, and in the past, you know, I've looked at recruitment processes and the process was set up when they first implemented the ATS and the ATS had been in place five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, that's very true as well. everybody had kind of inherited that process and just kind of gone, well, that's kind of how it is. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure there's a lot of that still around. So, you know, it's about oh, most definitely. rather than most learning definitely. the skills of sourcing, which obviously are important, but saying, are we doing the best of what we've got right now today for a candidate-led market? Yeah, and I suppose the other thing as well is that um, a, a lot of this is around using um, – you know, widely available, either free or very inexpensive tools that you kind of wouldn't sort of procure them as an enterprise. You, you perhaps even use them as a use them as an individual, and it's um, you know rather than looking to you know your ATS provider or something to to build all this kind of stuff, it's it's just using the sort of fantastic array of um, apps and. Uh, you know, um, uh, software and things that are out there to to, to really to really be more efficient, I guess. Absolutely, yes, that, and that is it. And, and very often people go, oh, well, we can't use that because it needs to be integrated with our ATS. But actually it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You can, let's just say you could get a 10-point saving if it was integrated with the ATS. Yeah. But you could get a 6-point saving by it not being integrated. If you sit and wait for it to be integrated, that might never happen. Yeah, so of course. You're losing out on potentially a six-point saving just by going out and using Slack, for example, or BuzzSumo, or doing some LinkedIn ads or whatever. And and that it is a mindset thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely, these these tools are out there, and it's making the most of them. Do you, um, you know, do do you sort of know in-house recruiters who are working like this already? Are there any 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 companies kind of embracing it? Um, you know, what's your sort of view on how on the uptake of these kind of approaches in the market at the moment? There will be, but I don't. Yeah. I don't personally know of any. Any. I mean, the the term recruitment hacking. We've only just kind of come up with the you know the bandwagon called recruitment hacking. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there will be many jumping. On I'm sure there'll be a recruitment hacking conference somewhere in yeah. the world before well, too no, it'll long. Well, no, be the mobile recruitment hacking. Yeah. Conference. Oh, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's interesting. It's early days. Yeah. But I, I'd be, I'd be delighted to um, work with some in-house recruiters on how we can make this happen. I mean, I'm obviously doing that with Cornerstone because they, they kind of are working with me on the kind of whole concept. But again, absolutely, the plan is, you know, can we, can we you know, rec- um, run some workshops maybe and actually get people utilising this stuff? Because one, the reason why I kind of dropped out of the whole social recruiting piece and doing the social recruiting workshop because I wasn't actually a recruiter anymore. And right. I'm thinking, you know, who am I to tell recruiters how to recruit when I'm not actually a recruiter anymore and the world yeah. has changed massively. Yeah. Yeah. However, with the sales hacking techniques and the recruitment hacking stuff, I'm using it personally. Yeah. I'm using yeah, yeah. the stuff and finding real-time saves. And that's why I'm happy to kind of talk about it publicly because I absolutely know this stuff works because I use yeah, it. Totally, um, totally. And so from a recruitment point of view, that's why I'm not going to tell you how to do sourcing because I'm not a sourcer, but actually I reckon I can show you how I've saved time and the same, how the same techniques can be used within recruitment to save you time so that you can do what it is you do best to hire people. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I, I use a number of these tools myself as well, and they're fantastic. But I, uh, I think there are examples, actually, because I've come across um, a number of recruiters in the tech space who are using a lot of the tools that we mentioned. And I think it's the, um, you know, perhaps because they're exposed to, you know, some of them recruit for some of these, some of the companies that we've been talking about, um, you know, they're exposed to that kind of technology, then, 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 then they're kind of using it. And obviously, you know, te- tech has been a candidate driven market for forever. Um, so, um, you know, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. Um, Great. Well, thank you. Um, thanks very much for sharing. Before before we finish, though, I just wanted to uh, I kind of ask everyone this question: Where 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 do you think HR technology and, and recruitment technology is kind of going? We've talked about social and we've talked about mobile. Um, you know, we're talking about sort of getting back productivity in this conversation. Um, you know, what's next? What's on your radar? What um, you know? What's the what's the next big technology breakthrough you think that's coming coming down the line? Have a if you have a look at I don't know how you how you pronounce this company but X.ia. So that is using artificial intelligence to okay. have what looks like a human conversation between a real person, a computer, to organise a meeting. So you get introduced to your assistant called Amy. And okay. you might send me an email and say, Peter, can we meet for coffee? I'll reply to you, say, yeah, great, be good to meet up, Matt. I've CC'd Amy and Amy will organise with you. The computer then <laughs> sends you a message and says, wow. hi, Matt, see you want to have a meeting with Peter, has access to my diary. How about this date or that date? I see you're based in London. Is London where suits you? And you go, oh, hi, Amy. Yes, that'd be great, Thanks, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's enclosed beta. But assume, yeah. I've read the reviews on it, and it come, the reviews are excellent. Now, so I think we'll start seeing more real artificial intelligence. So kind of such a word, real wow. artificial intelligence, Interesting. actually coming into more of the process. So, but actually to give the candidate a much better, faster, more efficient experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, ninety-five percent of yeah. candidates are rejected. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's interesting actually because I think you know from what from what you said before I mean you know people people will tend to think that this technology is about um, you know automating and giving a worse giving a worse experience but it's actually about kind of shortcutting to to those kind of high value conversations with uh, you know with people I so saw I, I did an interview with uh, Matt Buckland a few oh, sort of two three weeks weeks ago now and he he was very you know he recruits in the tech space but he was very um, evangelical about you know conversations and recruitment being a um you know a discipline of its own and and having these kind of human conversations and and you know i can actually see that um you know you you're you're both coming from the you're both coming from the same from from the same place and technology is the the enabler here basically yeah and i I think you know more and more technology will be reading our mood through our interactions and actually you know then you'll have amy the hr officer who will go hi matt uh, i see you're not having a very good day today you might want to take some time off and here's a couple of programs you might want to consider and you'll think actually amy that's really perceptive of you i would like that training program and yes you've identified that i have got the budget and you've even given me the slots in my diary when i'd be available and all i've got to do is click a link to say yes book that course now interesting that that is yeah. not entirely far fetched no, the technology is there to do it, or it's, it's yeah. certainly being developed. Um, yeah. That's what I think. That's yeah. what I think we're going to see more of. And, and you know, I listened to your podcast with Matt, and I, I, 
I totally see where he's coming from. And my point on will technology replace recruiters, technology will replace the, t- the activities that the recruiter doesn't really need to do and yep. doesn't necessarily do that well. And I actually even think that technology will start predicting who's about to leave, who needs to be moved, who's ready to be moved. And I think technology will do that more efficiently and more accurately um, than people sometimes can. Absolutely. Peter, thank you very much for um, coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts with us. My pleasure, Matt. My thanks to Peter Gold for his recruitment hacking thoughts. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, and you can listen to all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.